How do we deny ourselves? If you want to open your Bibles at Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. We're going to read from verse 13. But let's set the scene first before we read. If you look at verse 1 in the chapter, Meanwhile, a crowd of many thousands came together, so that they were trampling on one another. And he began to say to his disciples, So it's a great crowd. It's so big that they're trampling on each other. Now just picture that scene. And with a wee bit of imagination, we could maybe imagine ourselves in that crowd. And you remember that crowd. Or we could do it even better. We could have a practical example of it. We could all get up out of our seats and go through to one of these wee toilets there and see if we can all get in. Because that's the picture here, folks. There's a crowd. They're so big. There's so many. They're trampling in each other. And Jesus begins to say things. But halfway through the chapter, or almost halfway through the chapter, verse 13, someone in the crowd said to him, someone, well, I reckon whoever this was was pretty close to the front so that they could speak to him. So he either got up very early in the day to get make sure he got a good spot, or for some reason he was desperate to get to Jesus. I don't know what it was, but he was there. He was in a position pretty close to the front where he could speak to Jesus. And this is what he said. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide my inheritance with me. Friend, Jesus said, who appointed me a judge and arbiter over you? And he told them. Now, he's not just talking to the man. He's talking to them. He's talking to the crowd. So you're in this crowd, so he's talking to you. He's talking to me. And this is what he said. Watch out. Be on your guard against all greed. Because one's life does not is not in the abundance of his possessions. Then he told a parable. A rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do? Since I don't have anywhere to store my crops, I'll do this, he said. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. And I'll store all my grain and all my goods there. Then I'll say to myself, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy, eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is demanded of you. And the things that you have prepared, whose will they be? And Jesus said, That's how it is with one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Now, I'm not going to talk very much about that parable this morning. But what I would just like to make a wee side step here for a minute. Jesus, uh, the man asked Jesus a question. The answer that came back didn't really address the question. And sometimes I know we struggle with, you know, why is God not answering our prayers? And maybe this man could have said, why did Jesus not answer 
Yes or no? And sometimes I think maybe the answers do come, but they come a wee bit different from the way we expect. And maybe we don't recognize the answer when it gets there. That was just a wee aside, because I think that man must have been away wondering. But the answer he got, if he really thought about it, was, well, whatever your inheritance was going to be, what God can give you is much, much more valuable. Be rich towards God, he finishes by saying. The man didn't ask probably anything he wasn't entitled to. In those days, when there was an inheritance going, two-thirds went to the older brother, and a third went to the rest. In this case, I'm assuming it's this man. Because he's saying, tell my brother to split the inheritance. As if the brother's got the whole lot, and he's not passed on this one-third. I'm guessing that, but it fits. So he was within his rights. Have you got rights? Have I got rights? Well, the only right I can think of at the moment that nobody can take off us is that we've got the right to be a child of God. So that right's good. But very often in our living, we feel we've got rights, or sometimes we feel we're in the right. And because we feel that, we sometimes get a wee bit pig-headed, stubborn or what. And we stand on these rights. And what did Jesus mean about denying yourself? Standing on your rights? If you stand on your rights and it causes a major problem, then that problem has got to be dealt with somehow. And it can be very, very difficult. And over the years, you know, churches have had casualties, as I call them, because people have had issues. And sometimes they've fell out. And sometimes they've left the church. And they've gone to another church. And that's sad when that happens, but that's not what Jesus wants for us. 